Welcome to Know Your Truth Podcast, where real people talk about real life, real lessons, and real love. Join the conversation already in progress. All right, we <laughs> we did a whole um, show, <laughs> and I did not properly record the show because. I saw that the gray, um, the meter was not reading, but I assumed that it was still working because I saw the counter. What situations have you had, not just this past year, but just in the past period, where your intuition was telling you something <laughs> and you just didn't listen because your quote unquote experience was trying to override your intuition? And it turned out your ignorance overrode your intuition. Because hmm. what I just did was really ignorant. <laughs> um, if I think back specifically to 2020, um, there was something that I knew that I needed to do. My intuition said, yes, you need to do that. You need to make sure you do it. Mm-hmm. Every pay period, this is what you need to do. I knew that. I knew that because I was preparing for retirement. Right. But I didn't do it consistently. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I, didn't fo- I did not follow the intuition that I had I mean yeah. it wasn't just it wasn't even so much a goal that I set for myself it was like it was spoken to me this is what you need to do to prepare yourself for what you want to do coming out of retirement well <laughs> I let other things uh-huh. persuade me to do differently yeah and so I did not set myself up the way that my intuition. If I had done exactly what I was told to do, and I'm going to just say told to do, whether it's intuition, whether it's God speaking to me, what, whatever, if I had done that, I would be in a much different place right now. So, yeah. Kind of like recording that that this, <laughs> yes. this podcast. Yes. If you had just sit over there on that couch and made sure we were ready to go. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking would, at it. We wouldn't be where we are right now, yes, having I... to kind of start over. Uh-huh. So, same same concept to me. And as I said, I mean, I've done that in so many different areas of my life. And I think, why do you think we do that? We just, again, experience ignorance. <laughs> you know, you just think that you know. Yeah, you think that moment, you like, think oh, that you know. think that you know, or you think that ah, I, I'll catch up with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna do it. I'm, I'm just not gonna do it right now. I'll, I'll do it before that time gets here. I'll, I'll prepare yeah. for it before that time gets here. Or you know, I'll make sure it's working when we get to the table. And we start, you know, and, and then you lose track of 
right. what that intuition it was to begin with. Exactly. And totally forgot about exactly. the meter. So yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah, that sucks. Yeah, we all do it. You look that's a little nervous about your answer. <laughs> no, I'm not nervous about my answer. I I'm thinking, dear God. <laughs> Um, I do it all the time it's ridiculous um but I guess the the, yeah it's a problem (laughs) cause I'm like which instance do I want to say um I guess the latest one would be with the job like your intuition is telling you it is time to go it's been time mm-hmm. um but your past experience or or just not wanting to feel like a failure not knowing what's coming next all of those things are like Mm-mm, girl you better stay until you got something different and so you don't listen to that intuition that's saying hey it's time to go and then there's blow-ups and things that happen and you yeah. wind up yelling and cussing folks out that probably shouldn't be cussing out. You know? <laughs> probably. Yeah. Um, you know, and things like that. And, and other people get put in your mess yeah. when if you would have just followed your intuition, none of that would have happened. And I mean, it happens in relationship. You know when you know that it's time to go. And sometimes we just drag them on and drag them on because of familiarity. For me, in relationships, it's more familiarity than it is uh, that other word that we were talking about. Not intuition, but what other word? Vulnerability? No, no, no. Experience? Experience, yeah. It's more familiarity than experiment experience is probably an experiment yes, right. <laughs> a whole science project exactly yeah and i i really think we should listen to our intuition because i really think don't that's get why we messy. Yeah. yeah i mean when you yeah, do yeah. when you do follow your intuition things go a lot smoother than when you don't the deeper meaning of intuition is supposed to um, translate into inner teacher. That's what I was just, yeah. that's, that's what I was going to say is I think sometimes we are afraid to follow our intuition because a lot of times it's kind of unknown. And like you said, if it's, if it's something that we're familiar with, okay. And I'm going to just give you an example. Okay. My intuition says that I should go, I should move, I should move to Dallas. Wow, really? No, I don't think I should move to (laughs) Dallas because X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. I think I should just stay in Fort Worth Mm -hmm. because I'm familiar Mm -hmm. with what's going on in Fort Worth. So I think a lot of times we don't move out when... The, when that intuition becomes, and sometimes it can be so plain and clear to us, you need to do this. Sure. But because yeah. we, and I think a lot of it's fear. Okay. I mean, just bottom line, we, we, we are afraid of the unknown. So what cracks me up internally about just all of the us. The inner that, teacher. <laughs> yeah. Just in humanity period with sticking with what's familiar 
my thing is always, it's familiar. Like the very reason that people stay in stuff is my reason not to, because I know what it is. So I'm like, you've been there this whole time. It's always going to be that. So for me, that's more reason to go to ahead move. and leave it because I know that this is <laughs> shaking her. No, I know, I know what it is. And this is all it's ever going to be. It's just this. So if I want more than that, if you don't want more than that, then it's like fine. Keep I think, doing I think a lot doing. of times you're afraid of more. And that's a whole nother. Either I, it's either that you're afraid of more or that. You don't know what that more is. Like, yeah, I don't know. You know, like... I would just know that I'm not satisfied that this doesn't do it for me. This doesn't please me. This doesn't fulfill me. It's been me. doing something. For who? Well, if I'm in it, it's been doing something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, it might not be my it, but it's been something. And I don't know where it is. I just know, like, oh, there's another it, but I, I don't know what that okay, it is. We're going to have to pivot because you guys gave, the first show was just awesome. <laughs> <laughs> my apologies to my intuition. <laughs> but this goes back to um, your revelation or, or what you got out of uh, Renee, Renee Brown uh-huh. on vulnerability. Yes. Isn't that the same as showing up? It, well, uh-uh. yeah, but I feel like when you show, when you're showing up, at least you know where you're going to show up. At least the way I see showing up is I show up where I go. I show up where I go. So okay. If I go to the store, uh-huh. I'm showing up at the store. But you don't know what's at the store. You're right. Okay. I would, yes, I do. I do know what's at the store. You have an idea what I should be know. there. Yes. But you don't know what's there. I don't know what's going to show up with me when I get there. You don't even know what's on the aisles, on the shelves. They could be out of what you went for. And that's okay. Because I can figure out something else I won't. But <laughs> uh-huh. on the other side, when I don't know, period... I don't even know where I'm going. It's hard to show up when I don't know where I'm going. Cause it's like, I gotta, you feel that way too? I gotta feel it out. Pretty much. Yeah. Like when, I, so when I'm going to... somewhere new, if uh-huh. I'm going, case in point, I just got a new job. Mm-hmm. So my first day <laughs> I went, <laughs> I went, uh-huh. but I did not show up. I just went. And I was like, mm-hmm, y'all tell me what I'm supposed to do. The girl at school? Yeah, it was like that whole new girl at school thing. Like, where I was, y'all know how I am. I'm really not quiet most of the time. You know, couldn't be talking or whatever. But that first day, that is not who they got. They got, yes, um, where am I supposed to go? What am I supposed to do? What do you, what do you want me to do? Why? Okay. Because (laughs) it was new. new. I didn't know what was going to happen. So I was like, let me go in this a little. My thought is 
you going to teach kids. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. You're bringing what you have to offer as a teacher. Right. But I needed to know what they had to offer first. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, I need to know where y'all are, and then I will so, put me in. This is interesting. So you're basically like, or at least how I'm hearing it, you ended up showing up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you felt like they gave, let's yeah. just say, their whole 10. So now you're like, okay, I'm going to get my whole 10. What if they ended up only giving two? You still wouldn't have shown up, but you would have just matched no, whatever they gave? No, I wouldn't have still shown up. I just needed, I didn't want to come in on 10 the first day. Because I don't know how you run your classroom. I don't know how you do things. So I need to see how you do things. So when I do give 10, I'm giving my full 10, but I'm not stepping on your two. You know? Like, because it's not my classroom. It would have been different if they were but, saying, hey, this is your but classroom. I get it, but, but, but you're saying you, you're going to give 10 regardless. Yeah. But the first so, day, I need to my, know what you giving first. But my, my thing is, if you're going to give, if you got it in your mind, you're going to give 10 anyway, who cares what they I give? Care. I I see. But <laughs> I don't understand why. Vulnerability. Right. So yeah, like, vulnerability cares because it's like, I'm not going to be vulnerable with you but see, until that, I know That's why I'm not believing her. If you're saying if they wouldn't have given their all, they wouldn't have been open, nice people that you would have still given 10. I would have given 10 to the kids, not to them. Exactly. To who she was comfortable with. Yeah, I would, I would definitely get... I'm always going to give 10 to the kids. But I'm like, that's what... But I'm not always going to give 10. That's what robs the world of the God essence in it's, each it's, of us. It's letting those chips... Right. Not not letting those chips fall where they may. Not putting them... Not, exactly. not even putting them out. Like, I'm not going to put all my chips out. If you're going to put two of your chips out, then I put two of my chips out and we're going to talk. So it's like, we we do that to life. Mm-hmm. We cheat life because we're busy looking at the other players. Are they going to accept me if I mm-hmm. come in? Because I think you're a joyous personality. And the way I'm looking at it, if there's somebody in there who is a two... They may really be a. T- I think we all have ten in us, right? But maybe part of your grace as a ten is helping other people feel comfortable being their ten. But if you're looking insecure, like, well, I need to see their ten before I be my ten, then we're never gonna see anybody's ten. <laughs> so, like, somebody has to just be who they are. So it amazes me that we uh, we all do that in certain areas. How do you relate to that? I think I relate to probably. Similar to what Shamika is saying. I mean, I think experience has helped me to grow in that area where I I could go in as a 10 if I if if I felt the need to go. That that's Ooh, that's, that's my that's hmm. my that's that's what where does I that take mean, that. The need. Okay, so let's just kind of take it back to where Shamika was going into a new into a totally new job, mm-hmm. to a totally new environment. Although working with kids, but new environment for coworkers. Right. Um, I think just based on my experience and my my time in the workplace, I could go in as a ten anywhere mm-hmm. and be comfortable there. Right. But some years back, I I probably would have gone in just like she did. 
seeing where I fit in this scheme of things or with these people. How did you come out of that? How did I come out of that? I think life forces you to. Um, your your aspirations to want to move up, um, your desire to be seen, your desire to... That, that's what I was trying yeah, to say. Absolutely. Where you're not going to get anything acting as a two. Absolutely. Because everything you want is at a 10. Absolutely. So it's like your intuition starts whispering. You're trying to look where you fit in. You Abs- don't. Absolutely. Like what you have is on this level. And if you actually want that, you might want to be who you really are. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, again, I think I think that comes with. In my case, I know it came with experience and just uh, being being in a place to either be your ten or you're going to be over here as a one <laughs> from from now on. Right, right. Completely you know, disappointed, exactly, not getting promoted, exactly. not being overlooked because. You're not letting your light shine. Absolutely. But I think it comes with it confidence in yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, the day before I turned 39, I did 38 days of reflection or some crap. I put on, on Facebook. <laughs> it wasn't crap. It was good stuff. But that was one of my, one of the things that I said, when you begin to see yourself, others see you. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times we want others to see us and we don't even see us. And it's like, well, how are they going to see you if you don't see you? How how are they going to know who you are if you don't even know who you are? And so I think that's a a big thing that even this year that I've learned. Like, I have never been... Last year. Last year, yeah. (laughs) New year. I had never been confident to say, this is who I am as a person. I I had always searched for it and, oh, well, I'm... I was who I, what I did, not who I was, what I did. So I was a mom and I worked with kids and Linda's daughter and, you know, church girl. You know, I was always the things that I did. I was never, no, this is who I am at my core. This is who I am. And finding that this year has been so liberating. Last year. year, (laughs) Thank (laughs) you. Finding that last year was so liberating because I could actually stand on, no, I am this, like, boom. And no matter what anybody else says, no matter how anybody else sees me, this is what I believe about me. And so that growth. Yeah. Yeah. So then I can show up even when somebody else is giving a two and still be my 10. And, And that's what nerves, first day nerves will make you dim your light a little bit if if you just let them take over. Yeah. But by day two, it's like, okay, no, this, this <laughs> look, I'm just this. Like, this is who I am, and this is what you're getting, and there you go. Even in an interview process, yeah. I think that part of me shone out, and that's why they were like, okay, wait, 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 wait. Like, let's do some research. Let's figure out what it is about this person, because... I had had interviews before, but I wasn't secure. So, when you said, until you see yourself, other people can't see you, we discussed what the pandemic did in terms of how we interacted with people, how we observed 
one another in conversation and talking about eye contact. How has that shifted you? How do you feel or do you even feel differently when you're now talking to someone and you only see their eyes? We, we discussed before how we could see it to their soul, but does it do something different in your soul now? I think so. I, I think so because I, I believe now when you're talking to someone, not only are you looking at them, they're looking at you. Yeah. So it puts you at a at a at a different at a different place in terms of how you are speaking to that person. Yeah, it's it's isn't it funny? It's like you're wearing a mask, mm-hmm. but it, it's like you're more exposed now mm-hmm. than ever before. You can't lie. Absolutely. It's easily it's like you feel like people are reading your eyes. Absolutely. They say something, you're like, let me tell you. No, I'm pretty honest anyway, but I can look at people's eyes and I can see if they're smiling at me when they're speaking or if they really don't mm-hmm. want to, you know, all mm-hmm. that. And before I may have looked at their mouth, you know, to see if they're smiling, but now Absolutely. I'm really reading their eye. I'm like, oh, you really didn't want to say hi. You know, that that's amazing. Yeah. How's it been different for you? Um, I think, you know, with the kids that I work with, that's one of the social cues that we work really hard with them on doing because of, there's sometimes social awkwardness. Mm-hmm. So we work really hard on it and saying, okay, look at my eyes. Tell me what you're saying. You know, I can't hear you if I can't see your eyes or you can't hear me if you can't see my eyes. And so that's been like actually having to think about that, especially in a store or, you know, where you you usually don't make eye contact mm-hmm. with people because it's like, I don't want nobody to think I'm staring at them, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So I think that's been different. And I've seen different responses from people like, you know, where you used to walk by somebody, like you said, and you just, you know, throw them a smile or whatever. But, to see like you walk in a room and somebody's eyes like literally light up right? and it's not your mama or your brother or your sister. It's like somebody you don't know. And you're like, hi. And it's like, well, how do you do? You know, like, hi, how you doing? You know, I see somebody. Right. But it's like actually taking time. You know, when I walk into Walmart and the counters are counting and they look up and they go, hi. And it's like, Hi, you know, it's almost like you have to respond Mm -hmm. to them the same way they respond to you so that, because, you know, if you look at me and go, hi, and I go, hi, you know, it's like, (laughs) I can't see all your face, but I can see But I can definitely know what's going on. Mm -hmm. So, you know, even with, you know, just other people, you know, now, like you said, we're having to look at them and, and I can't smile away the pain that's really in my eyes because you're actually looking at my eyes. So if there's something going on inside, mm-hmm. you know, you know, because it's like, huh, you know, in other times it'd be like, Hey, how you doing? I'm good. You know, you just keep on walking. Right. Because you know, your head, their head's down, piddling and, Oh, I'm good. And you can keep on walking and you can hide this thing. Although we have been able to kind of hide because we at home or wherever, this is really making it where it's like, if we're in conversation, if we're in 
uh, if we're having any kind of intimate moments, we have to look at each other and we have to see. And I can't drop my head and go, because you can't understand nothing. I'm what I'm saying. So it's 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 interesting for sure. We discussed before um, how 2020 affected you or like different unique experiences how some or seem the majority on social media consider it to be a very horrible year but then there are a few others who are like it's been the best year of my life you know I had so many unique opportunities open up and got a chance to show up in my life in ways that I didn't before so you had some interesting things to say from your perspective and how you experienced 2020 well <laughs> I think, uh, as I said before, 2020 was, um, it was a year of, I think, all different emotions that, again, that it, it wasn't emotions that I hadn't ever experienced because I feel like a lot of the emotions I experienced in previous years, I think um, the emotions may have been heightened because of the pandemic that was going on in 2020, but I mean, I had exciting moments. I had sad moments. I had, you know, exhilarating things that happened in my life. Um, but I think overall, just the, the pandemic itself was certainly a, a new experience for me. I, I'd never, never experienced a worldwide pandemic. Right. I mean, you know, you've, you've heard of the pandemic that happened in, I think, 1919. But to live it and to be a part of, you know, people that I know that was affected by, that has been affected by COVID, that was different. That, that was different. Um, and I think, it put me in, I'm going to say it put me in a different place, but not a different emotion. Okay. Because a lot of people say, well, you know, I never had a year like this. It's just been horrible. It's been, but I think if you allow yourself to focus on the things that were different, that you may not have experienced the actual, the actual event or you know what was going on at that time you've experienced those emotions right so i think if you look at it from that perspective you you just have to say 2020 was just it was another year it was another year and you look at the you look at the opportunities that was open up as you as you stated earlier i mean i think there has been unlimited opportunities for all of us. Sure, there's been devastation for, for a lot of people. I mean, but it's forced us to move beyond our comfort zone. Totally. In in so many in so many ways. I know for me for sure, as I said earlier, even from the church perspective, I mean you just get so comfortable in the rituals of things that you sometimes a lot don't allow yourself to grow beyond where you are. And I think that's one of the things that this pandemic has certainly forced me to do. 
not even just from the work perspective, I mean, from the church perspective, but even from, from a work perspective, it, it made me stretch in areas that, you know, was just comfortable for me. So I think when you look at it from, from that angle versus all the devastation that we've experienced, you can still find the good Absolutely. in 2020. Couldn't agree with that more. How are you looking at these new opportunities that you have? Even us doing this, this has been in the works for a long time. Um, I think for me, the way I want to show up is brave. Um, I don't want to allow yesterday to hinder tomorrow. That's a, or, or five minutes to go to hinder my next 20. Like I, I want to show up every moment and be in the moment. I know for me, I, I have a hard time being present. I was just gonna, gonna say how you said yesterday hindering tomorrow. And I'm like, what about now? Right. You know, talking about that in the car, how, our conscious mind just has us going from the past to the future, from the past to the future. And we're never in the moment or very seldom are we in the moment, given the moment, our whole self. Right. Yeah. And it's like, I want to be present. I want to notice the little things about the moment. Hey, thanks for listening. We'd love to hear from you. Feel free to leave us a message and share the broadcast. Until next time, keep living your truth.